Welcome to Shadows in the Limelight. The Fab Four are our guests on the show today. Ron, Artie, Gavin, and Richie were fresh off their sound check and stopped by the show to talk about their never-ending tour schedule. These guys were moments away of transitioning into John, Paul, George, and Ringo as the ultimate Beatles tribute. We discussed how the group has won an Emmy, you heard that right, an Emmy Award with PBS, how Artie learned to play left-handed to play the ultimate tribute to Sir Paul McCartney, and how Gavin once met Paul at a tribute to the late George Harrison. Check out these guys online and see what you can see them on tour. It's obvious to me why they've been the number one Beatles tribute act since 1997. Pull up a stool and join me with the Fab Four now. The Fab Four, gentlemen, how are you doing? Like we were saying right before we uh, click the record button, uh, it's four on one, but I'm going to go ahead and take it. Uh, we've got the Fab <laughs> Four, which is the ultimate Beatles tribute. You guys find yourselves, tell the listeners where you guys are at tonight. We're in uh, McKellen, Texas, which is right by the border here, right by the Mexico border. So uh, we have a good show tonight. And then tomorrow we're in Dallas. All right. Did you guys just get off, get done with sound check? Or are you getting ready to start it? We just finished. We had a couple issues, but uh, it's all good now. And hopefully we'll have a good show tonight. So, so with your guys' set, do you, do you guys change it up every night? Or with this far end of the band, do you have it pretty well dialed in? Uh, yeah, we've got our pretty much our show is the hit show, you know, because a lot of times you're playing to people who may not have seen the Beatles. Obviously, you have a few people that have seen the Beatles, but then you, they're going to bring a friend and go, listen to this. If you do stuff like number nine, <laughs> and why don't we do it in the road? People are going to be like, what the hell am I watching? So our flagship show generally has the hits. And- I thought we were doing, uh, why don't we do it in the road tonight? No, and- I thought you were just asking me. Oh, okay. I didn't know it was the song. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah. Yeah. I know. I mean, I guess that that becomes a little bit true. I mean, when people want to come see you guys, they do want to come see the hits. You guys deliver the hits. One of the things that I, I thought was really cool when I was kind of going and, and researching you guys, I, I probably watched entirely too much YouTube at you guys lately. And it's kind of built on the fact that I, I should not say this out loud. I didn't grow up. I didn't have a whole lot of Beatles in my house. What? And That's I know it. Don't, don't judge me. Here. See you later. See you but, later. What got it for me was the recent documentary now. And I mean, I I can show you, I've got a big vinyl collection over here and I've been buying recent uh, Beatles. I shouldn't say recent, recent, new to me, new Beatles vinyl and things like that. But what did you guys think of the documentary? Ron, do you want to go first? Oh, I'm going to let Artie go. Oh, uh, I thought it was amazing. I mean, we all, you know, we've seen Let It Be before, obviously the original release of that footage and, um, I'm glad that Peter Jackson opened it up to a little bit more of a, a, a lightened, more lighthearted, uh, more uh, working together as opposed to what he did with the original uh, Let It Be movie was with very dark and they're fighting and they focused on all the negativity. But so I thought not only all the backstage stuff that no one ever saw before from Let It Be, because there's like six hours of it. Right. So I think that all this just got opened up by Peter Jackson in a good way. He opened it up to let people see the Beatles still liked each other. They still got along. And when push came to shove, they were able to get the show together and get on the roof. Yeah, writing songs right there in front of your face. That was just amazing. That was, was really crazy. Cool. And yeah. I know Paul just recently kicked off his tour in my home state of Washington State. Right, uh, I grew up just south of Spokane. And um, oh, I thought go? it was cool that he used the Lennon track. Do you guys find that having things like this documentary and Paul going out on tour, does that affect your attendance? Do you think it makes kind of that Beatles buzz come? 
Not sure yet. Not because of COVID, we're not sure what it's done. I mean, the, our crowds have been pretty good, I will say. Yeah. Um, it seems like they've been pre-COVID size crowds, but uh, there's always a little bit of a bump. There's, there's a general, a yeah. There's a general boost when that happens. They remaster an album, or like you said, the documentary comes on, different things like that. We do notice a little bit of a bump, but that's good. It's kind of like what we do. We try to keep the Beatles and their music and their legacy in front of people all the time, so that people don't forget about them. You know what I mean? Like, like we need to do that. But like you said, right. they have the documentary and different things like that. But we do notice a little bit of a push, yeah, for sure. All right. Now, rather than referencing you guys as the old guys in, in the band, t- tell me, I mean, you guys have been around since the late 90s. Tell me how this started with the Fab Four. Oh, it's a long story. I some, was, of us, some of us have been around since the 1890s. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, you funny guy. Hey. Well, what happened was I was just a fan of the Beatles and I used to go to this thing in Los Angeles called Beatle Fest. And so, you know, they sell records and show films and whatnot. And part of that is a sound alike contest. So you can go up there with your band or just by yourself and do you sound like the Beatles? Well, um, Artie was with his band um, that he just had like an original band and they played a couple of Beatles songs, but he just blew me away. He sounded exactly like Paul McCartney. I got inspired the next year. I won that same contest by myself, maybe the year before, but the <laughs> year after. And so we got together and, and formed the band. Gavin, we met in uh, in Liverpool and uh, he was... Some authenticity here. Yeah, exactly. He was actually um, playing with a band here in the States, but uh, he's from Liverpool. And we met him over there and asked him if he would uh, join the group. And we paid him enough money. And he said, yeah. I still, the checks still haven't cleared. It was like, was he 15 (laughs) years ago? Hold on. I I got some. I know. I met this guy in Liverpool. I'll owe you. They were headlining the uh, the Liverpool Beatles. Well, so Liverpool does like a uh, Beatles festival every year in the August. And uh, so you see bands from all over the place, even bands that first language isn't even English. You know what I mean? It's like Japanese band, can't hardly speak English, but come over and sing She Loves You and Day Tripper and all that. She, she rubs you. She rubs you. They're, um, they're singing phonetically. Like they're they singing phonetically. They don't, <laughs> they don't know what they're saying. They know what like saying. halfway through, you know, they'll be talking in Japanese and then the song will come out and it'll sound like English. It's great. Um, so I met these guys over there, what, like 2004? And uh, they said, do you want to stay in rainy, cold, damp, depressing Liverpool? Or do you want to come to Las Vegas? And I said, right, I'll come to Vegas. <laughs> and the rest is history. And Richie, how would you get plugged into these guys? Oh, uh, just uh, I knew some people, some other people through the business, uh, through the old uh, what was guy's Be- name? Beatles and, industry. Having the point. And yeah, yeah, you know, I, I played with a bunch of other people from other Beatles bands. And uh, we snatched him up. And they snatched our... me up. Yeah, they, they stole me from everyone. So forced him on an airplane and he's and he's fearful of flying. He's still yeah. sick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. It, it is my first day. So. <laughs> So are you guys trying to recreate a specific era of the band or hit on all eras in one show? Or how do you go about doing that? Do you remember the bit where George's hair was really gray and he looked like Steve Martin? That's the part I'm going <laughs> for right that's now. His role. That's my role. And, and Ringo was redheaded. redheaded. I was going to say, it's the only uh, ginger yeah. I've seen of Ringo, but uh, we'll go with that. No, we, we do. We try to, basically in America, the Beatles were introduced through the Ed Sullivan show. So we start from that era, go through their psychedelic phase with Sergeant Pepper and Magical Mystery Tour and that thing. And then we close with Let It Be. And then when they broke up, you know, that we um, also imagine is in the show. 
Okay. Just because it's such a big tune. And it was that much later after the Beatles was 71, 1971. Mm -hmm. So, um, but we try to cover as much of their careers we can and put it in a, a nice little tight package and, and put it out there for people. Yeah, we try to get the song, the, uh, the, the songs on there, let people from the early to the later stuff. And we try to do at least three or four different costume changes in one show too, to give people different looks, the iconic looks, Sergeant Pepper suits, like you just saw before we did the interview, that kind of thing. You got to give them audio and visual too. We grow mustaches and the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> right. You have to push real hard to grow that beard. Exactly. Um, when you look at getting some of the outfits, that that's one thing, but like these guys, these things are being like custom made for you guys somewhere. I'm assuming, or, I mean, you can't just go buy that off the shelf. I mean, what are you, you guys doing? at Walmart? Yeah. Walmart. You just buy yeah, the Halloween time. Yeah. You, you raid mm -hmm. the, your local mall and make it happen. Well, I think most people, most tribute Beatle tribute bands started with off the rack, off the rack at JC Penney's a black suit. You get some black velvet put on it, and there you go. You got a Beatle suit. They got to get the boots. Now there, there is a place called Beatwear that are out in Liverpool that actually make the custom Cuban heeled boots that are amazing, which we use. Um, there used to be a couple different companies that did the suits too, called Beatlesuits.com and Beatwear used to do the same suits as well, but they're kind of phasing them out a little bit. So we're going to have to find some uh, other supplier. Yeah. There's, to, there's uh, still, you know, uh, people doing their custom jobs themselves when they can land a, uh, you know, a manufacturer, they'll find a good manufacturer. And then, then everybody in the tribute world will find out, Oh, where do you get that suit from? And it's kind of the, the hot item to get, you know? <laughs> oh, and we're here. We're I, those that obviously can't see the video. I get, I get to see the whole wardrobe all the way from uh, the bottoms of their feet to the tops of their head with genuine Beatles wigs. Yeah, don't wake up. I think the, the thing that took the cake, though, was with you, Artie. You learned to play left-handed to make the ultimate tribute. Uh, how long did, I mean, did you grow up playing right-handed and then decide you needed to really make this happen and flip it around, or what'd you do? That's exactly it. I just, you know. You should see the lashes on his back. We were whipping him, trying to get him to do it. Right? I mean, you know, when, like Ron was saying, when I was playing with my friends from high school at Beatle conventions, uh, it was just for fun. to be a Beatle fan. So I played right-handed. Uh, then I started playing around with a band that took me to Japan and Canada when I was like 20 years old. And um, there's Japanese people that said, oh, my gosh, if you would go left-handed, you know, well, bad Japanese accent there. But if you were to go left-handed, you know, it'd be great. And I, I said, well, I'm not really, you know, it's not what I want to do, blah, 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 blah. I'm just having fun. And here I am now doing it. So it took about six months playing every day, blah, 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 blah. And it's pretty, pretty secondhand nature by now. It, the Definitely. way I was thinking about it, is it like when you're learning a new language where you still think in translation or did it come like now, like where it's just completely natural? Obviously, you've been doing it a while now, so I'm assuming it's yeah, natural. It's pretty, but... it's pretty much second nature. I mean, there's still flubs. I'm definitely not as good a bass player left-handed as I still am naturally right-handed. But for the show, I, I definitely, you know, yeah, it's it's pretty normal. Probably helps you get into the role. You know, like, so I, I have blue eyes and uh, white hair, like we've established. All right, leave it out, Dave. Um, you know, so I have blue eyes. But uh, when I, I put on brown contact lenses to be like George, and when I look back in the mirror and I've got everything on, and as soon as those brown contact lenses go on, I go, right, I'm George now. It must be the same for you, Hardy. You go lefty. You start going, um, it yeah, does. all right, sir, I'm now Paul McCartney. It you know? does <laughs> help the overall persona. It really does. I remember the first time, even though I couldn't play the, the bass of every song perfect, when I first put it on left-handed at a show, you know, I was nervous, my heart's racing. I don't, I'm missing half of the strings trying to play, you know. But you do feel that's part of the costume. It's like, oh, 
oh, okay, I'm supposed to be Paul now for the people that are here watching. Did you the find show. that picture? Do people start taking pictures when you went lefty? You're oh, like, right, we'll take the pictures now. And you went back yeah. to right. You're like, yeah. I don't need no pictures. It's definitely part of the whole thing for sure. Definitely when, helps. When you guys travel, I mean, if, if you look at these guys' travel schedule, almost, I mean, every weekend between now and the foreseeable future, you guys are going back to back to back nights. When you travel, are you doing fly-in type gigs where you come in or are you all getting together and driving or how do you guys make tour stop to tour stop at this point both, both. I mean, most of the time i'd say 90 percent of the shows throughout the year are, are we fly in like we did last night here in mccallan and in the morning we have a, a seven o'clock show a uh, seven o'clock flight to dallas and then back home on sunday afternoon so uh, then we have the bus tours that we do in the south especially uh or new england sometimes we have a, a bus because everything's a little bit closer out there as opposed mm -hmm. to the West. So we do a couple bus tours that last a week and a half, two weeks. Um, you know, we don't do four months out of the year and we're done. Like a lot of like major acts do, they go out there and they do it and they're home. Right. But like you just said, we're gone every weekend. That's why Gap's got gray hair. And it is. And have you ever seen planes, <laughs> trains, and automobiles? You ever seen that movie? <laughs> like you I, have John a, Candy, I have a friendly guy who looks like John Candy with a big massive trunk that follows me around and, Everything breaks down all the time, you know, and I have to get all Sandoval. Yeah. So uh, that's just during the show. That's our, that's, down. that's our life. I, when I was a kid growing up in Liverpool, I saw that movie, Planes, Trains and Automobiles. Now I live that movie. That movie is our life going backwards <laughs> and forwards from place to place. You know? That and Spinal Tap. But that and Spinal Tap. Yeah. You're right. I was going to say there has to be a little Spinal Tap reference in there. You know, 20, 20 plus years later, does this, does this still feel like a job to you or do you still get excited about going out? And, and seeing the faces every single night. I guess that's a question for the old guys. Uh, <laughs> it, it is. No, it, Sorry, it, Richie. It's great. I mean, let's face it. It's the greatest music of all time. And it does get a little, speaking of another film, Groundhog Day, every once in a while. But <laughs> just before the show starts, I like to kind of peek through the curtain and look at the crowd and look at people. For example, we leave the curtain open so people can see the instruments. So people are pointing out the Hofner bass and they're you know, showing their kids and stuff like that. It's it's a great feeling. It really is. There's nothing like it. Seeing the t-shirts. You see the t-shirts. You see yeah, the Beatles little t-shirts. The little kids, you know, and the babies with the Beatles t-shirts on. Oh, it's they'll just, be wearing the Sergeant Pepper suit and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, little suits just, that they made. Stuff like that makes it worthwhile, you know. They get excited, don't they? Well, a couple of events that you guys have going on. Um, Abbey Road on the River up in Indiana. Is that a fun event for you guys every year? I think that, I think I think this year is their 20th anniversary. Gabby so, road on the hold on, I missed the question then because he talked right me is repeat the last part, Dave. Oh, I, Abbey Road on the River up in Indiana is, is that something you guys are looking forward to? Yeah, we've done it. We headlined it last year, and this will be we're the only band that's headlined it two years in a row, so they must have liked us. Uh, oh, you, know, you guys are yeah. like their 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 poster child. Like, if you just go on the website, it's, it's all you. Yeah, it's him. Oh, Gav. I know you have you're, you're like looking at a solo artist there too. You've got your own yep. spot and a solo gig. What's this about? Yeah. You're in the band? Yeah. Gavin pays them to yeah. advertise more for him. Years ago, when I was when I was younger, like you know, 2002 or whatever, I used to go to these Beatles festivals, and he wouldn't have any George Harrison um, acts. So I just asked the the guy who ran the festival. Can I just come and just do acoustic George Harrison stuff? And he went, yeah, right then. So I put a I put a group together. Well, I put a duo together, and now it's got like twenty seven people in it. People keep joining me every year. 
So it's like <laughs> it gets it keeps getting bigger and bigger, you know. But uh, the Fab Four with it, how many times have we played as the Fab Four? Maybe four times, five times over the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, they, I mean, they love the Beatles out there, to be honest. Used to be in Louisville, Kentucky. Actually, started in Cleveland, moved to Louisville, Kentucky, and now it's in Jeffersonville, Indiana. So. Okay, so it has hopped around a little bit. Um, yeah. What is uh, what's what are some of the memorable gigs you guys have played? Like, if you were to say what what's the most memorable gig, even what's what's the one that comes to mind? Oh boy, um, we played a whole bunch of stuff. You know, being from LA, we have a whole bunch of <laughs> celebrities we've played for. We did Dave Grohl's wedding. We okay, did that one would be the top of my list. That's cool. Yeah, we opened for the Who at Carnegie Hall in New York. Yeah, and we uh, we played the Hollywood Bowl um george martin was conducting an orchestra there and we played there and uh, we did paul stanley's birthday party um eric idol's wedding anniversary okay back in sales mom's 60th or whatever that's it was, right the yeah they john fogarty came up and did a song with a lot of Actually, i've got one that beats everyone are you ready go we played in liverpool in 2019 i played in front of my mom <laughs> for the first time and she never she threw something at you yeah she she she'd never seen me play because she, she was she's been in liverpool the whole time and so i've been in america for the last 15 years playing so she's never saw me play and uh with the, with the fab four so i came she was there like the queen in like the middle of the uh you know the top yeah she was like that's doing all the queens stuff because i was like there's me and mom then, and then you met paul mccartney in liverpool right i didn't meet paul that i'll tell you the story it was awesome i met paul Oh, that's a hell of a story. Um, I'd like a little more detail, but still, great story. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was after George passed away in like 2001, early 2002 of February. I think it was on his birthday, like the 25th. There was a uh, celebration of his life. Rumor was Paul was going to go. No one believed it because a lot of times they say someone's going to turn up, and they never do. So I wasn't I wasn't too excited that he was going to turn up, uh, but then he did. And so he says to me, he goes, uh, you look a little bit like George, actually. And I said, you look a little bit like Paul. <laughs> so he, he gives me a hug. And uh, it actually was quite good because he decided that if the people had advertised that he was coming, he wasn't going to play. And that shows a testament to his personality because he didn't want the house full of Paul McCartney fans. He wanted to make sure that all the tickets were sold and then come as a, also a fan of George himself, rather than I'm coming to this thing and now every you know all the Paul McCartney fans would buy all the seats. So I thought that was quite clever and less Paul and more, more George. George, less Paul, more George. <laughs> awesome. Well, you guys are um, all over with what you guys have done to support the Beatles. You are the only Emmy award winning, I think, tribute act I've ever I've ever heard of. Tell me how that came to be. Right, Ryan. Um, well, when, enough, when was it? 2012. 2012, they approached us, uh, PBS did, and they were looking for, you know, they do those fundraisers where, you know, pledge so much money and pledge you, drives. yeah, pledge drives. Yeah. And they said, would you mind filming your show? And then we can do a pledge dive with it. So we did that. Well, and, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then what happened was, yeah, uh, we won some awards. We won some um, Telly Awards, which is an industry award for Telly Awards and the Emmy, which is really cool. I mean, it's very flattering. I mean, we're playing the best music of all time. So <laughs> that helped a little bit, I it think. Lot, yeah, it helped it? a little bit. Yeah, it was really cool. We're real flattered. As a musician, you know, you think you're going to win a Grammy, but 
Uh, I'll take an Emmy. Uh, you know. I, yeah, that's what I'm like. This is just seems funny. But at the end of the day, hey, take whatever you can get. Um, exactly. Do you have a Grammy for us? We'll take that, too. If yeah, right. Just serve Thank it you. right up on a silver right. platter. I'll make sure we put in the show notes where these guys are out on the road. Uh, the fab4.com is their website. Gentlemen, you guys are awesome, awesome people. Thank you for taking the time just before you're getting ready to go uh, transform yourselves and hit the stage. But have a good evening. Have a great show. And uh, go out and support these guys. Find them on the road. Recreate that music of the 60s. Thanks, gentlemen. Thanks, Thanks man. Take care. Thanks, Thanks to the Fab Four for jumping on the podcast before jumping into their Sergeant Pepper suits and hitting the stage tonight in Texas. These guys were a riot to have on the show. Go check them out on tour by clicking on the link in the show notes. Go check out their semi-recent Christmas release if you need that Christmas fix this spring. Follow them on social media. Follow Shadows in the Limelight on social media. Share our page. Like us on Facebook. Leave us a review on Spotify or iTunes. Take your good time with you, my friends, and we'll be back next time with another great guest.